Have you seen the sun arise this morning? Surely you will watch it setting this day. From the rising of the sun till the going down of the same, I want you to praise my name. Man, is that... Are you speaking to me again? <laughs> this Sunday? I am, son. But last week you spoke to a lady. Why don't you speak to another lady? Today they tend to listen a little bit more. You know, you guys are a little kind of embarrassed to go up and stand in front. So how about maybe the person beside me? Fear not. I am with you. It's easy for you to say because you don't have fear, but you allowed me to go through challenges that now I've got fear, so you're telling me not to fear? Have I not loved you with an everlasting love? Oh gosh, how do I, how do I? Of course you do, but I can't argue with you because you're always right, so. So where does this fear come since you have this everlasting love, which you're right, but do you want me to go up now and tell about the sun going down? Seize the moment, let it not pass. Maybe after the next song. How about that? If in the next song they have the word seize, I'll go up. <laughs> or even if the word moments, maybe that song in moments like this or something like that. If I'm afraid, I know I need to tell you this. Didn't you create me? So if I'm afraid, do it now. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, poor Stephen. Stephen was put on the spot. I just went up behind him and I said, Stephen, I'm going to put you on the spot. I need you to play God this morning again. So I said, we'll just play around and we'll see what happens. So, so to do it now, it's time for me to come up and preach. <laughs> but I mean, tell me if that's not what you think and that's not what you feel and that's not how you and I argue with God or put our case up to God, right? And when he tells us this, and we, 
we we begin to converse. So I'm I'm actually speaking your thoughts, right? I'm speaking my own thoughts. That it's there, and then when we go through those challenges, and uh, you know the fear that we feel and all of that. How often do we say, God, why, why, why did you do that? Why did you let me go through that? Why didn't you just allow me to bypass this thing? And now I've got this issue in my life, this psychological battle that I'm dealing with, and you want me to go up and give a word? How can I, when other people see me failing? So, you know, we've got all of that as we come into the presence of God and we come to church. And yet we talk about building community. We talk about the church being a safe community. And yet we feel afraid to come up and to share. You know, last week I spoke about that. I gave you five models of church worship, five different models. And in the liturgical or the neo-liturgical, liturgical form of worship is where it is predictable. Meaning you come in, you know what you're going to get. It's like going to a fish market and knowing that you go to the same market. The reason why you go to the same butcher, you go to the same market is because you know when you go there, you've sussed it out, you know that when you get there, you are going to get what you pay for. Right? You know, when you order a Big Mac, when you go to uh, McDonald's, you, you're not going to get a quarter pounder. You'll get a Big Mac. But if you get a quarter pounder, you can tell them it's wrong and they'll let you keep the quarter pounder and give you a Big Mac. Right? So, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a bonus. But, you know, when, when, when you come to church, you feel at times that's what you want. You want something really predictable. I want to know that when I come to church, I'm going to sing two songs first. No one's going to ask me to stand up and go and greet someone because I just, you know, I want, I want, I want to be by myself. I want to keep to myself. I want to stay in my seat, the same seat I come every week. I want to sit there. I don't want anyone else. I don't want the usher to tell me to go to another seat. I just want to be there. And I'm visiting today. And right after that, I'm not going to put my hands up when they say, if you're a newcomer, put your hands up because everyone's going to turn and then they're going to come and see me after church and they're going to give me a little form to fill and then they're going to call me during the weekday. <laughs> I don't want all of that. I just want to come to church and go. And we cry for community. But we don't want to take a chance with community. And all of this was going on in the Corinthian church. So they were trying so many things to a point where they said, and this is not what we're going to touch on today, but we are going to. Women be silent. In that same chapter, I'm not telling you women to be silent. I'm saying in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 30 or 33, it says that. And we will touch on that. But it's not going to be today. And all of that is going, and Paul has to write to them and bring some measure of, 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 of some order without killing the flow of the Spirit. And hear this, without killing the flow, flow, flow of the Spirit. Because it's in Corinthians that he addresses the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit too. So if he wants to remove the Holy Spirit from the church and from, from, 
from how we function within the church, he would not have given us and he would not have taught them about the night gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, I have to stand here because my wife said last week she was getting dizzy because I was walking up and down. The minute I stood, she felt, oh, okay, now that's fine. So, so were you guys all dizzy last week when I was walking around? No? Is it okay for me to walk around? Praise God, you might want to sit at the back there, my dear. In case you... So, so I'm just going to walk around like that. It's, it's, I feel good. It's nice. And, and, and so, this aspect of liturgical service where... Uh, maybe I can bring it up. Oh, no. Sorry, I got a point there. It ain't happening. Can I have the slide up, please? Okay, now, I don't, hang on, don't control it. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, no, I didn't give you the, I didn't give you the, uh, the example, uh, it's liturgical there, but I, I, I read that, I read that to you. And l- let me read the, def- let me read the definition, and I want to, I want to touch on one aspect. Liturgy means the work of people. Liturgical services generally follow a predictable weekly format. So it's a predictable weekly format. How many of you know that when you come to KC City Church, that there is is no predictability? You cannot predict what is going to happen. Is that, would that be a safe analysis of of, of Sunday here and, and, and you still keep coming. Praise God, because I gather you don't like predictability. I gather you like to see the Holy Spirit move because when the Holy Spirit moves, we, we don't know. We don't know, we were doing, we were rehearsing a song and, and, and uh, before the singers came on and we were just doing a little bit of a rift there. And then Shami immediately asked me, so uh, are we going to do that? And I was just walking out and I said, no, I don't think we'll do that. I'm just, you know, we'll just try it and see. Uh, and then as I'm walking to my, to my office saying, I know you. If you're, gonna try, if you're trying that, you're going to do it somewhere. So, so that's, that's a predictability that exists between us, within the team. We are predictable about not being predictable. You know, it is so easy to predict in our presence that we're not going to potentially follow some of the things that we say we attempt to want to follow. Why? Because all of us have a desire to rely on what the Holy Spirit is doing moment by moment. Every moment we want to rely on what the Holy Spirit... Does it mean that five minutes ago what I heard is not going to happen five minutes later? Maybe not. So does it mean that the uh, Holy Spirit is confusing? No. You know what it means? It simply means is that God wants us to be fully reliant on Him every minute, every second, every five seconds, every 30 seconds. He wants us to be so in tune to Him that He can whisper something and we'll have the guts and courage to do it. That's whom? That's what God wants to do with us. He wants to train us to a point that when we listen, when I say, do you know we have to spell W-A-L-K in front of our dog? Because if he begins to hear walk, his ears pricks up and he suddenly goes berserk. 
right? He goes crazy and we need to take him for a walk. So we talk, are you going to take uh, Rusty for a W-A-L-K now? I mean, can you imagine that in front of our dog, we have to spell. But that, that's, that's predictability. That's how, th- you know, people <laughs> with our kids, with pets and all of that, you know that there are things that when you and I... So God wants to establish a predictability about himself with us. That when he speaks, we listen and we follow. And so the forms of service have now, worship service have gone into what we've had, traditional, uh, liturgical, blended, modern, contemporary, blended. We, you know, we talked about this aspect of blended. What was the, 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 the element of this blended service is, the reason for that is as we look out, we begin to see what are the needs out there and we try to meet the needs. Oh, let's do something that may attract people. Maybe let's tone this down. Maybe let's put that up. Maybe let's have... And then you come into church and you begin to think, man, why do they turn the lights down lower? Why do they turn it up later? Why do they have this? Why do they have that? You know, all of those sorts of things. And then you begin to come in and you think, man, this is really not like a church service. It's more like, you know, when I go to uh, the Palais Theatre or something like that, and we have this entertainment. So you come into a setting like this and you think it's entertainment. And, and so, so it's, it becomes a very difficult aspect for the church to then present a meal that can be eaten by everyone and something that everyone can participate. So today, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about a service that the Bible speaks about that is not Baptist, not Anglican, not Methodist, certainly not Pentecostal, necessarily Pentecostal, but it's theological, it's biblical. And this is what that worship service that Paul talks, that Paul talks about. I think it's gone to sleep. Next slide. And this is what Paul talks about. And he talks, and he says this. Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. So I'm going to go through these verses one more time and just, and just give you, give this as a premise so that we want to break into something that is practical today. You heard God speak earlier. Seize the moment. You heard the Lord give my dear sister a, a, a message from your mess, the messiness that some of you feel. If I can entitle, if I can title 1 Corinthians 14, 26, this is the title, Messy Church. Because that's what it is. It's a, mess, it's a messy church. It's a church that was speaking in tongues too much. It was a church that just went ahead and just spoke prophetically, so many different prophetic words. People were not responding. People didn't know what to do. There was chaos. So that, that, that word that was given today is about this passage of scripture. But out of that mess came an amazing, an amazing theological and, 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 and a, 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 a biblical mandate, if I could say, or instruction. And the instruction is so freeing that it doesn't put you and I in a box. But it says this, this very important aspect, when you meet together, when you meet together, 
when we come together. Let's look at some of the other translations. I love this. When you conduct your meetings, you should always let everything be done to build the church family. What you heard this morning, did it build the church family? Come on, church, tell me. What you heard this morning, did it build the church family? Right? The worship, did it build you? As you are singing, as you are participating, did it build you? Yes? Come on, speak out louder. Yes, that's right. Let's participate. Because church service is about participating. We don't invite you to come to church where you begin to uh, abdicate your role. You know what I mean? Abdicating your role, meaning you give up your role to worship because you feel, oh, those are too difficult songs. That's too much. There's too this, that. Oh, they're not singing my songs. And you become what we call a non-participant or a spectator. So you go. You go to these churches that have amazing production and all of that. I'm not knocking that down. But what happens to you and I? You get lost in the production. You, get, you, you become a participant. Uh, you don't become a participant. You become a spectator. Thank you. You become a spectator. And you watch. Now, will you get touched in that environment? Let me tell you this. Whenever there is a spirit of God present in whatever environment you are in, you will get touched. Right? But will you get soaked? I don't know. So there's a difference between being touched and being soaked. Being immersed in God. You don't want to go for a meal and just have an entree. Is that going to satisfy you? You want to have the full works. You want to have the main course and the dessert. Right? And thereafter, you know, man, I've had a full meal. A full meal. Right? I mean, I was so... Yesterday, we went for two birthday parties. I was so full when I got home. Then at two in the morning, I was hungry and I, so I went and made myself something. Amen. You know why? Because my tummy was expanded. <laughs> you see that? It was. How many of you believe this? That when you eat a lot, the next morning when you wake up, you're hungry. More hungry than you were on, in other days. So same thing happened to me. So I had to appease this desire and this passion. And so I, I ate something to satisfy me. And I felt good after that. So, when you and I come to church, if there isn't, if all we're having is just an entree in our Christian walk, then when we come here, you get a full meal with dessert and all. Shouldn't it leave you hungry the next day? It should lead you wanting. It should leave you hungering for some more. So when you come, you come full all the time when you come full. And then you can do this. Whenever you meet, let everyone be ready to contribute. This is the J.B. Phillips version, a psalm. You are ready. So, each, so Paul takes you and I through Corinthians and he begins to tell us, begins to talk about the, 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 the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And then he comes to this place now and he says, okay, if you're going to be speaking in tongues now, you need to realize this, that if you come up and you say, fill, fill me up till I... Fill, fill, fill me... You are in D, right? Uh, 
Hey, okay, then fill me up to an F sharp minor there. Till I D, I wanna run A, I wanna run E. Fill me F sharp minor till I overflow, right? I wanna run over. Ora bakashakarya matukur shundarala mashandaraya bashikarala batukurunduru. Someone needs to interpret that. What's the interpretation? The Spirit of the Lord brings wealth and provision more than enough. Amen, Jesus. Amen. I'm not going to question that. And you think we just made it up? I believe the presence of God is on this man with all my heart. Right? So I dare do that and I dare invite him to come up. But because I know him. And because I know the presence of God is on his life. And I know the spirit of God operates in him. And there are a few of you here that I know I could readily call up. And I will do that. Because of the relationship and that knowledge. Don't we want to... Don't you want that kind of predictability, friends? That you know you can rely on something like that that makes it, yes, this is it. Not on the predictability that when God is saying from the rising of the sun to the setting down, you're wondering, so do I go up now? Is it right now? Or should I wait for the sun to set and then go? When, when do I do that? Maybe you better speak to the women. We had Amanda come up. We had Krista give a word. Men, where are you men? Men, where are you? Who came up? Oh, Stephen, thank you. Stephen came up, that's right. <laughs> no, because he plays God all the time. I think, I think Stephen is God. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's right. Stephen came up. Thank you. Thank you. But, I mean, you know, I'm not knocking us guys. But what I'm saying is, is that, come on. We want to be a church that responds. The Spirit of God moves here enough again and again. What can happen is this. It becomes, you, you understand what familiarity is? That when you and I become familiar, we then bypass this whole aspect of what God is doing in our midst. So Paul begins to address a very important aspect. He says, I want you to know that the Spirit of the Lord is able to move and wants to move in your midst, but you have control of it. You are able to steward the release of that. Hence he says, if there are a few of you who want to prophetically speak, two or three, why? So that, you, so that you can respond to that. Last week when a prophetic word was given by Krista, I immediately asked for a response. There could have been others who wanted to prophetically speak. But on purpose, I didn't want to because I was stewarding that moment. 
And in stewarding the moment, I wanted you and I to respond to this word first. Then as we move on. Now, is it going to happen like that every week? No, not necessarily. But what must happen is this, that we must allow there to come and a response. That is what we need to do. So we take, so we're taking this time, these couple of weeks to begin to share the practical aspect of a biblical instruction given to us. Not a Pentecostal approach to worship, but a biblical aspect to worship. That when we come together, this is what needs to be, needs to happen, right? When you meet together, each one has, not might have, each one has something because a gift is given to you and you need to say this to me. A gift is given to you for someone else. So say this. A gift is given to me to bless someone else. So when you get this gift, you bless someone else. When, when, when the Lord gives you this gift and when you begin to release it, someone else is going to be blessed today. Right? We're going to be singing a song if I can get the team up. So I, I feel I've given enough instructions now. As for last week, because I don't want to repeat what I shared last week. But you get the drift this morning. Just from this passage of, of Scripture, we're going to do remembrance. And just from this passage of, of Scripture, when, when, when you see that, you begin to realize that a psalm, a teaching, a revelation a tongue or an interpretation. Now, tell me folks, in context, why did Paul just cover these aspects? Psalm, teaching, revelation, a tongue or an interpretation. Let it be constructive and edifying. Why did he talk about tongues and prophecy? In context. Sorry? Not quite. Precisely. Spot on. Because those were the areas that, 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 they, that the issues were happening that centered around those areas. So he's writing to them and providing them an instruction. So is he saying that your worship service must only be limited to that? Does what, is that what scripture is saying? No, scripture is saying, hey, when you do these things, there must be a measure of how you steward this. There must be some measure of order. But godly order, order in the spirit. The spirit's order is different from human order. And we need to align ourselves to the spirit order. Right? And anything that you share, you must also realize, if you come and you give a very long prophetic word, and if it is not engaging, people, you're going to lose people. So sometimes a short word is sufficient. Sometimes a short prayer is okay. But if you're led to pray long and if you feel, you, you know, that's what God is, you know, you feel that, that, that passion. And you know, sometimes, let me tell you this, you'll not get it right. But that's okay. Because that's what it means to be in community. We're not here to judge you. But you must be open. You and I must be open to correction. We must be open to adjustment. 
Iron sharpens iron. We must be open to that. And if we are open to that, you come up because, and, and, and it's safe. This is a safe place. This is not a place that will shame you. This is not a place that's going to make you feel guilty or anything like that. It's a, it's a space that will celebrate you. It's a community that will celebrate you. And that's what we want to see. We want to, we want to see happen. We want our Sundays to be like this. Unpredictably predictable. If you can say that with me, unpredictably predictable, right? That we can predict that God's going to move. We can predict that you and I are going to hear from God and we're going to deliver that in the right way. So as a church, we set some measure of what we call certain protocols in terms of how it is delivered. That's basically it. It is not to, you know, make things difficult. It's not, it's not all of it. It's just to bring that about. Hallelujah. The last aspect is this. When you gather for worship, each one of you, be prepared with something that will be useful. Be prepared. Tracy is prepared to read a verse from Revelation. She's going to read that. We're going to sing a song, Remembrance. And I'm going to release Anna from Keys to be released to do a prophetic dance. And you're going to respond in singing, in watching, whatever that leads you into the depth of God's presence. God is already present here. But there can be a great manifestation of His presence. Right? Because He takes us deeper, deeper and deeper. Seize the moment from the rising to the setting. So that is the moment when things rise and things fall. In between that, God begins to move. Hallelujah. So there are, these were the instructions when you gather for worship. Not if, but, not but. Not if you gather, but when. Each one. Not some, each one. Be prepared with something that is useful. So be prepared today. I want you to be prepared. We want to unleash everyone here this morning. Please don't leave yet. Take these few minutes that you and I have and, and allow the Spirit of the Lord, allow, uh, uh, allow the freedom that's in this house to do something to you and I today. Amen? So enter into a place. Seriously, enter into a place. Go to someone. Come here. Grab, grab, you know, one of the uh, pastors here. You, you, you've got a word, you just come up. And if you just want to share it, even if you don't feel like telling them, doesn't matter, you come up and you say. But also be prepared. If there's something that you say that is theologically incorrect, we might gently address it. Right? But now don't feel scared and nervous, or is this biblical or is this not biblical? I don't, I don't know. I don't know all the passages of Scripture. Just come up and say it anyway. Doesn't matter. As long as whatever you say, say not say, say does not, does, does not eliminate some of these things. That Jesus is not God. That He didn't die on the cross. Right? It doesn't condemn someone, but it builds. As long as it has those aspects, yes, by all means, please come and begin to celebrate the gift that is inside of you. Today, friends, when you leave this, you're not leaving a messy church. You're leaving a church that has now given you a message. 
Don't let that message self-destruct. But in order, in order for in order for it to become your message, you have to release it today. And I and I dare say everyone in some form. Amen. I'm excited. What about you? Yeah. Hallelujah. So it's not just it can be anything. It's not just those things, stands, prophecy and all of that. In today's context, it could be a dance. It could be an art that has been, that's been painted as someone is, is moved in the presence of God and brings a picture of heaven or something. Because that person's revealing what God is doing in their midst. It could be a story that you come up and share. Right? We had, yes, last week, people coming up and telling us, that's good, that... Uh, I had a word, I had a story. I've got this, I've got that. So now it's your moment. Hallelujah. So praise God. And I'm not going to tell you to stand. I'm not going to tell you to sit. I'm not going to tell you any of that. I'm going to encourage you to respond this morning. I'm reading from Revelation 22. And as I speak, I'd like you to try and visualize um, the scriptures here. The angel showed me a river that was crystal clear and its waters gave life. The river came from the throne where God and the Lamb were seated. Then it flowed down the middle of the city's main street. On each side of the river are trees that grow a different kind of fruit each month of the year. The fruit gives life and the leaves are used as medicine to heal the nations. 